Hello, you are listening to Or So They Say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. And I'm self-conscious of the way I say hello anymore because I've been told that I sound like that vine that was like the person getting water poured on them to wake them up. But like a lot of water gets poured on them and they're like, hello. Like, (laughs) I mean, so when I I answer like the headset at work, I always say, hello, what can we get started for you? And they're always like, you sound, I don't know, maybe I'm saying it differently in this moment, but they're always like, you're like, hello. <laughs> Which Like you're surprised that they're there. Yeah, well, sometimes I'll be complaining about something or worked up about something and I stop talking, I'm talking really fast and I stop and go, hello, what can we get started for you today? Like, <laughs> I guess That's maybe true. I am annoyed. I, I mean, I'm always annoyed, shoot. Yeah, you're not wrong. Except not with this weather coming, like, for the foreseeable future. Maybe. I know. I think we finally stepped off of Hell's front porch. I hope. I have noticed recently that, like, I don't remember when I started to notice it, but I was like, it's getting... What I Listen, I love <laughs> fall, but it is starting to get darker sooner, and I noticed, and I was like, ah, poop. Like, because now you have, um, I don't know, the issue of I love fall, but, like, basically Halloween happens, and it's just a downward... Mm-hmm tumble from there into seasonal, seasonal de- depression mm-hmm. i know i'm very <laughs> not excited for it which maddie said she gets like seasonal depression in the summer because she hates the heat so much <laughs> so, that, this is valid i know and everybody you know, talks about seasonal depression oh sorry <laughs> everyone talks about seasonal depression and you immediately think of winter but like i don't like the summer like yeah. she said she thrives in winter i said then you gotta carry the rest of us like please dude then perfect segue because oh also because she doesn't like leaving the house that's what it is oh yeah (laughs) speaking of summer and the heat and we hate it this week's episode we are giving you some place that we have investigated ourselves. yay um so a little bummed because i'm not gonna lie this was kind of like the last option on our list but we were trying to get in contact with some other places to do an investigation and did not get a response in a timely manner. Um, which, I mean, I guess whatever. They could be busy. I don't know. And I, I won't say it because we're still hoping to get, get go there and I don't want right. to talk smack about them not responding. Right. Listen, I can't even say anything mean about people not responding because I'm terrible at responding to anyone. Sorry. That's true. That's true. Sorry, everybody. So, this uh, this time we decided to investigate uh, the great outdoors. Yuck. <laughs> we went in our backyards. No. What we did is we did take a little trip, and we took a trip all the way to Shades State Park in Crawfordsville? Question mark? Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I guess yeah. I don't realize. I don't know where it's at exactly. I feel like it, it like, I don't know, considers itself. Crawfordsville. Where is Shades State? Oh my! Shouldn't you know this? I well, you know, (laughs) Waveland. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Because it's like Waveland is like yeah, it's the next step before Crawfordsville. Yeah, Crawfordsville is like just fifteen minutes away, if that. Yes. So, um, yeah, we hit up the uh, Shades State Park, and the thing is. The reason why we were, like, hesitant to go to Shades is because there is a lot of history on it, which I'm about to give you, and there's a lot of murder surrounding the state park. Whoa. 
But where did those murders happen or where were the bodies dumped? We don't necessarily know the exact location. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> so we'll just go ahead and throw that out there. So um, I'm, I'll go ahead. Let me just give you the history and I will save the rest for Kelsey. I guess I'm stepping on toes here. Whoops-a-daisy. No, that's fine. I don't, I don't really care. So this article uh, I'm getting is from blogs.newspapers.library.in.gov. Wow. Hoosier State Chronicles. Okay. And it was written in 2015, so it's a a few years old, I guess, at this point. It feels like not that old, but that's eight years old. It's about to be nine years old in January. I don't like it, so. Jeez Louise. Okay. So God bless them. They gave me everything I needed and more, so I'm just going to read pretty much all of it. (laughs) All right. Here we go. When one of western Indiana's most beautiful natural areas was turned into a state park in 1947, conservationists who had fought to protect it were faced by a publicity problem. What to do about its name? The one it had been known by for about a century. Ooh. Uh So the land itself, what? yeah, it was made the park in the 40s, but it was long used before that. Yeah. Located along Sugar Creek, 45 miles west of Indianapolis, Shade State Park sits in the shadow of its better-known neighbor, Turkey Run in Park County, which uh, we, we've brought up Turkey Run before. We just I'm certain we have. Just not investigated it, mostly because it's much busier. That's true. Well, I thought I guess I'd never been to Shades, so I just assumed Turkey Run was more. Yeah, I've been to Shades before, once before this, and it... Yeah, it's not near as busy. Mm -hmm. But as 19th century tourists knew, the steep, even vertical scenery in these wild gorges, atypical of Indiana's landscape, is a powerful lure. Yes. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get into that. The canyons and cliffs that Shades and Turkey Run stand out in this part of the Midwest, which was scoured, bulldozed, and mostly flattened by glaciers. Ecologically, too, these unique parks are outliers, remain reminders of a time when Indiana looked more like Wisconsin or Canada, the good old days. Yeah. Pine Hills Nature Preserve, now part of Shades, contains one of the southernmost stands of white pines in America. What all these random we always say there's like these little nuggets of cool things. Right. And us. I'm sure everywhere has it, but it's like, come on now. Mm-hmm. Other geological vestiges of a primitive ancient Indiana are the fern and lichen, lichen, L-I-C-H-E-N, lichen, covered sandstone, sandstone gorges strewn with small waterfalls along Sugar Creek. In fact, as the founders of the Indiana State Park System knew when they created the first parks to commemorate Indiana's 1916 centennial, Turkey Run and Shades are among the few who, 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 I live here, Hoosier (laughs) landscapes that pioneers would recognize today. Yet most pioneers avoid Shades, mostly because of geology. The steep area was too difficult to farm or even log, but partly it could be because of folklore and a name. Oh. Hmm. From sometime in the mid-1800s until 1947, what we call Shades was almost always known by its old pioneer name, Shades of Death. I just assume maybe that was a newer thing that people Mm -hmm. had coined, you know? This is from the mid-1800s. Now, 
if you're wondering, if you're thinking to yourself, Shades of Death sounds awfully familiar. It does. And that's because we covered a road by the so. same name. When I was searching it, I was like, no. That but yes, like it seemed like something we had done. Yeah. Yeah. It's, did you keep coming across New Jersey? Yeah. Shades of Road. Or sorry. Shades, Shades of, of Death, Death road. road in mm-hmm. New Jersey. By Jenny Jump. Oh, yeah. 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 That was a whole. That episode was weird. We covered like three things because it was just so absurd. Yeah. Okay. Although the spot was a popular tourist destination as early as the 1880s, and the name didn't seem to scare many visitors away, an unknown writer in the July 22nd, 1888 Indianapolis Journal suggests changing it to something less ominous. I mean, for marketing purposes, yeah, that might be the move. Yeah. And there actually is a little clip, a picture of the original article so maybe i'll throw that out there Mm -hmm. show you guys the popularity of stop the popularity of shades death he wrote one of indiana's most beautiful summer resorts would undoubtedly be greatly enhanced by a change of name a man and then this is uh more from the article i'm sorry a man naturally hesitates before saying that he has sent his family to the shades of death <laughs> and does not find it altogether agreeable to be congratulated on his own safe return from there. It casts a chill over otherwise fascinating society notes. Yeah. Sorry, fascinating society notes to read of distinguished citizens who have gone down to the shades of death. I mean, it is like nowadays mm-hmm. that would draw a crowd. I don't know. Maybe not then, though. Yeah. To be sure, they had heard of the next week as coming back, but the emotions which arise over their return are of the sympathetic sort that go out to those who have been to the gates of death. This guy is super dramatic and had nothing else to write about. I yeah, think. you know. He continues by saying the shades of death should become the Indiana Eden or Montgomery County Paradise or being a Crawfordsville adjunct, the Literators retreat liter liter is it just literature is it spelled funny? i don't know anything to relieve the gloom <laughs> end quote okay okay a stretch of sugar creek near shades of death had been a favorite fish fishing spot of hoosier literary giant general Lee- lou wallace if that sounds familiar he is the author of ben-hur Yes, which that's a big thing in Crawfordsville. Yep, yeah, that said he lived nearby in Crawfordsville. Yeah, there's a whole museum. In fact, a quick search through news articles digitized by Hoosier State Chronicles turns up plenty of strange mentions like these. Quote, this train also available for Shades of Death and Montezuma. Or, the odd fellows of Indiana will hold a picnic at the Shades of Death. Also... Miss Anna Moore will go to the Shades of Death's Death this week to spend the summer. So, yeah. yeah. People are like, what? Yeah, <laughs> it does have a an interesting ring to it. Mm-hmm. So what is the origin of this old Indiana place name? In his Sugar Creek Saga, in 1950, written in 1959, Montgomery County historian Theodore Gronert thought it came from the pioneers' morbid association with danger, i.e. Native Americans and animals, mm-hmm. lurking in the shades. So, yeah. I, know. I mean, there is a lot of shade. I'll give him that. There's going to be a lot of eye rolling. 
few settlers, in fact, came to this part of the county. Yet one of those who did settle in the vicinity, an Irishman named Alexander Weir, reportedly chose the area because of its wild beauty. Weir has said to have named the spot on Sugar Creek where he lived uh, Balhinch. I yeah. think is I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's a gas station oh. in Crawfordsville on the way out to yeah Balhinch or Balhinch. Now I now B A L H I N C H. Yeah, it's I would stop there to get like a a fishing deer uh, wormies worms. Yeah, <laughs> stop there to get worms. Yeah, Balhinch is a that's interesting. I always thought that was a weird name, but I just mm-hmm. never questioned it. He named it after his native village in Ireland, which this rugged place supposedly reminded him of. Interesting. The more you know. Mm -hmm. Others speculate that the name Shades of Death actually came from a lost Native American name for the canyons along the creek. Miami and Shawnee brands are thought to have lived in this area just before European settlement. Though not well sustained, there is a, oh man, Potawatomi legend? Yeah, I think that's how you say Okay, about a huge pitched battle against the Miami, an event that may have taken place on the steep terrain of the Pine Hills and Shades in the 1770s. How could you fight? The- okay, someone had an advantage or a disadvantage. I don't know. I We'll get to the terrain. Mm-hmm. So they say that these two tribes fought each other for control of the Illinois prairies and part of the Wabash Valley. The legend alleges that nearly 600 warriors on both sides were slaughtered in these canyons, with only seven Potawatomi living to tell the tale, as the last five Miami scattered into the woods in defeat. So, seven to five, come on. That's, you gotta just call it a trust at that point. I, was, I thought, I was gonna say, you might as well just finish it. Dang. I know. The truth of the story is nearly impossible to tell. What is certain is that in 1836, a frightened woman, or perhaps teenage girl, went to trial in Montgomery County. The first woman ever tried for murder here. Maybe something for me to look into? Maybe. Surviving records at the courthouse in Crawfordsville show that she was only known as Mrs. Rush. Ooh, that's going to be hard to find her then. She lived with her husband and a pioneer named Moses Rush, whom folklore claims was also an outlaw along part of the sugar, uh, long part of Sugar Creek near what became Shades. H.W. Beckwith's 1881 history of Montgomery County says that Rush's cabin was, quote, just below where Deer and Canaan's Mills now stands. This is Deer Mill covered bridge at the edge of the park near Pine Hills. So I guess if you want to venture out that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the remote spot probably suited Rush, who seems to have been a wild man, a drunk, and a brutal wife beater. Yeah, I for zero reason, I was almost like same, but like none of the above. <laughs> yeah. Probably nothing at all is known about Moses Rush, except that one night in 1836, according to his wife's court testimony, he came back to their cabin drunk and threatened to kill her. Fortunately, Rush decided to take a nap first. Men. <laughs> Fearing for her life, his battered wife took an axe and split his skull open. Get a girl. Well, <laughs> I mean, he had it coming. I'm not going to yeah. start singing, but Then you she know. went to the neighbors and reported her crime. There you go. The trial was short. The judge and jury were sympathetic. Moses Rush's 
widow was acquitted and possibly even congratulating for ridding Montgomery County of him. Oh, that's... See... I mean... It's the 1800s, you see. <laughs> I know, I know. I guess it's like a good outcome mm-hmm. of a bad situation. Yeah. But it's like, had he not been a town nuisance, would they have given her such leniency? Oh, like, I'm sure not. I don't know. Maybe he did threaten her. Maybe... Like, or maybe he didn't, but he was so, you know... She saw an opportunity. Well, no. Like, maybe he didn't do anything when he got home that time, but she's just so traumatized and whatever that Mm -hmm. she... Like, she could have been driven mad and was, like, imagining him saying these things because he had been so abusive of her, and she's like, I'm gonna kill him before it happens, and he just came home drunk and didn't say... Anyway, I'm speculating, like, a lot here, obviously, but... Yeah, if he wasn't a nuisance, would it have been the same? Yeah. Probably not. Well, according to Virginia Banta's, Banta Sharp's History of Waveland, it says, quote, the husband's body was buried near the house where he lived, and on a tree by the grave was cut the letters Moses Rush, 1836. For many years, the words could be seen, and much later, a party of picnickers unearthed the remains and found the skull with a three-inch deep cut in it. Whoops-a-daisy. Yeah. W.H. Blodgett mentioned the famous braining in the Indianapolis News on June 6th, 1898, in a piece on Crawfordsville folklore. Another murder took place. Like, this... This is a scary place to be, man. Apparently, Another murder took place right outside the boundaries of what became Shane's State Park back in 1865, as the Park County Republican reported on February 15th. This story, too, may have reinforced the murderous association with the name Shades of Death. So, I mean, it's, it's making a little sense, I guess. Yeah. Fearing he was going to be cheated of his inheritance, a 33-year-old farmer named Milton Wineland brought a double-barrel shotgun to the farm of his father, Frederick. Frederick Wineland resided in Montgomery County, about four miles northwest of Waveland, but was murdered in this county, which would be Park County, mm-hmm. the county line running between his house and the field in which he was at work. Milton inquired of his helpless mother where his father was, and then went out in the field, hid behind a fence row, and shot his father and cousin dead. Well... Yeah. <laughs> the murder then took off as a fu- the murderer then took off as a fugitive, perhaps finding temporary refuge in the gullies and canyons of Shades and Pine Hills. Wineland's own mother posted one th- a $1,000 reward for his capture in the 1800s. That is intense. Right, right. Well, I mean, he killed their farmers, husband, so Well, I was just thinking how do they have that kind of money but if they're farmers and Yeah. Yeah, But a week later, the Park County Republican thought he had fled to Canada. They said, quote, Wineland doubtlessly imagines that a murderer will be safe within the realms of the Queen's domains. It was written from Rockville. Inasmuch as deserters, bounty jumpers, and copperheads fleeing the draft, there find a place of safety. Okay. <laughs> he, uh, he jumped the border, y'all. That's what okay. And part of me is like, all the way to Canada, and I forget we are literally like, I've looked up before. There is a spot between there's you can drive from here to a point in Canada in six hours. Like I always forget how Nuts. close we are. Right. Uh, despite the murders, the future park was a peaceful place considered wild and romantic. It was probably an early stomping ground of Indiana's most famous painter. 
Though best known for his impressionist paintings of Brown County in southern Indiana, T.C. Steele grew up in Waveland, the closest town to Shades of Death, if that name sounds familiar. It does. When he was given a box of paints, Steele began his formal art training at the Waveland Collegiate Institute, later named Waveland Academy, then at Asbury College, now DePaul University, okay. 30 miles down the road in Greencastle. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, his childhood home is kind of cute. It was an 1850s cottage. Cute. It was bought in, in, it was bought for restoration in 2014 for $12,500. Dang. Look at that. Why can't I find little titty bits like that? What in the world? Titty patootie, man. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Newspapers digitized by Hoosier State Chronicle show the popularity of Shades long before it became a state park and the words of death were dropped from its name. Visitors from Indianapolis and Terre Haute especially were drawn here. I feel called out. Well. 200 acres of forest were owned by a Dr. Moore from Irvington on Indianapolis's east side. I love Irvington. (laughs) Bro, like anybody, if you haven't been to the Irvington Fall Festival Mm -hmm. during like Halloween time, it's so fun. Maybe I'll be going. I don't know. There's like a whole, a Halloween parade, folks. Like, it's cool. I like it. Why am I just finding out about this? I've known about it for years. Why have you not told me? Okay, well, we're going to try to go this year. God Hopefully, depending on when it is, we'll find out. We'll find out. Okay. Though the gloomy name was briefly changed to Garland Dell sometime around 1890. Who? As the Indianapolis Journal writer had hoped, the old name stuck. (laughs) So someone tried to name it Garland Dell. Boo. Well, you tried your best. Yep. Hundreds of city folk came for outings, including members of the German uh, Mannerkor and Socialer Turnverein, mm-hmm. German, yeah. <laughs> of Indianapolis, the Indianapolis Botanical Club, Cyclist, Shortridge High School's Zoology Club, and the Supreme Tribe of Ben-Hur, which is a fraternal organization whose rituals were based on the novel Ben-Hur. That sounds odd. A little culty. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis physicians planned to build a sanitarium at the Shades of Death around 1890. Good taste. Nice. And there was even a controversial push to connect it to an electric tram line serviced by the Vandalia Railroad. Like, I see, I see what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. In those days, Waveland had passenger trains, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, where am I at? Shades of Death was mostly a happy place, but one last story from the turn of the century, century nearly led to a student's tragic end. <gasps> nearly. Oh. Okay. Not all the way. Okay. <laughs> In February 1903, a gang of 15 freshmen at Wabash College entered the Wells Club at the su- supper hour and kidnapped a member of the rival sophomore class, a student from Iowa named Andrew Thorn- Thornell. Mm-hmm. Some papers called him Thornley, so I don't know which one is correct. Mm-hmm. Thornell was the captain of the Wabash College baseball team. Handcuffed, blindfolded, and shoved into a buggy waiting in the alleyway, Thornell ended up being taken at night to a lonely hut or solitary farmhouse near the Shades of Death, 20 miles southwest of Crawfordsville. Three freshmen fastened him to a wooden block on the floor and kept watch over him. I, 
anyway, I'll just finish. For no reason, this sounds very familiar, but go on. Oh. I, it does. I don't know. The freshman must have fallen asleep since Thornell broke loose, jumped from a window, and struck out through the woods around Shades and Pine Hills. Exposed to the elements, the kidnapped student got lost and walked many miles before he found a farmhouse where someone offered him shelter and food. That's scary. Mm -hmm. Thornell caught pneumonia that night and nearly died, leading Wabash College to investigate the prank. Prank. Mm-hmm. The sophomore's escape from captivity made several state newspapers. His brutal treatment near the shades of death even appeared in Indianapolis German language Indiana Tribune. And that's Tribune with an umlaut. Mm-hmm. Almost every landscape has a story or two that brings it to life. Many will surely remember untold forever lurking in the shades of death where old stories go. Ooh. Snaps. <laughs> I'm not going to snap. You can't snap very well. I One is okay. The other is useless. Mm-hmm. And then they've got some pictures. Okay, so I find it funny. They did post this picture of Devil's Backbone. Did they? So I oh, have... Terrifying. Yeah. No, it is. That's circa 1900, by the way. That's scary as heck. Mm-hmm. When you know it. And then this is a concrete block but it says these passenger pigeons or doves were carved into a natural rock bridge called mm-hmm. the devil's backbone at pine hills in the late 1800s that's how wow. those carvings are a portrait of the devil himself was also graffitied here probably in the late 1900s you idiots probably but yeah that was a extensive background but a good one of shades of death it gives no. you no i liked it I, it was very interesting. It's also really unnerving that there's that much murder and um, abuse, I guess, happening in just this one little area. Because I didn't think Waveland was that big. I don't think it is. Unrelated, what was your comment going to be about the prank that was happening? Prank. Oh, yeah. That I was just saying, like, friggin' fraternities out here, man. Just I, it, it just makes me think of the quote-unquote pranks that are pulled today and like Mm -hmm. how you hear they make uh you know a 19 year old boy chug a liter of vodka or tequila or something and then try to make him do and then he ends up dying like surprise yeah no i've heard some crazy things um i for some i was reminded of it's not even a fraternity it's like the kid it was i think it was high school Uh football team or was it a college football team i can't remember they're hazing like mm-hmm. to be hazing that's the word i was looking yeah for. to be kind of accepted into the group like do you, they would walk down the bus to their seat like walk down the aisle of the bus to their seat and they would like all the other players would hit them on the way did you have you not heard no. this holy crap okay well uh this was a thing i think actually it was in a college it was adjacent to a fraternity that i was in i don't believe it's been a very long time, so I don't know. I'm sure you can find articles of it somewhere, mm-hmm. but um, maybe it wasn't. I think it was a fraternity. It wasn't a football team, but point is they were on a bus, and you had to like walk from the front of the aisle to the back end of the aisle mm-hmm. while everybody hit you on the way, and oh. they beat a kid to death. 
dude, I'm telling you, it's that, it's like the book that we're just going to keep, that reminds me of, that reminds me of, but really it does, in in college, I took a class, I've mentioned this on both of my podcasts actually, but I believe I've mentioned it on this one, definitely the other one, but I took masculinity in film and literature, did not realize that's what I signed up for, Mm -hmm. but one of the books we had to read was a book written by my professor, and that book is haunting, it's still like, it makes me uncomfortable to think about it, I I bought it for the class. I don't believe I kept it. <laughs> I think it went somewhere far away. Yeah. But uh, one of the stories in it is a gang initiation. And we're talking, this is in the um, ghetto of like Arizona somewhere. So mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly where uh, is the setting of this place. And yeah, it's a, his older brother is already in the gang and it's a, the little brother wants to be part of the gang. And part of it is you have to survive a beating by the entire gang. And so they just take him to the street. But the problem is that gang mentality, the literal gang mentality just takes over and they like just see red and they got into like a frenzy. Yes. And like just, and he started bleeding and they kept going and it just made them all crazy when they saw the blood and they beat him to death including his brother in the street while his mom is like crying on the porch to she knew that's that was had to happen for him to be part of this gang um, yeah to survive in the streets and ironically he was killed in the streets by the gang he was trying to join right so it's wild stuff is wild mm-hmm. it's written more um uh, uh i guess i don't know flowery in the book and it definitely makes it hit home a little bit harder but yeah, that's the kind of stuff that gives me the ick, dude. It's bad. Yeah. He wrote a bunch of weird stuff and then was like, I have no personal experience. This is just all in that my brain. That was one of the first questions we asked him. We're like, are you in any of these stories? And he's like, no. <laughs> no, why? <laughs> I, I understand there. I have read some really awful horror books lately body horror splatterpunk things like that i'm aware that people are capable of writing really disgusting things but it still like baffles me that your brain can come up with something that disgusting and grotesque and put it to paper and then be like no i've i've never lived that life i i'm a you know middle-aged white man in america who just lives with my family and right like excuse me <laughs> bruh Anyway, shoot, where did we go? Hi. I don't know, miles away. Um, okay, so we went to this Shades State Park, Shades of Death State Park, mm-hmm. scary stuff. Um, we went in the middle of the day because just because that's just the way that it was. Yeah, you're definitely not going to, unless you're camping, there was no way you're getting into the park after dark. So, and here's the thing this is a place that we went semi recently. What time of year is it, folks? It's summertime, uh, yeah. um, and <laughs> it's a happening time for park goers. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't even that busy. The thing was, it it was warm that day. It's been hotter, uh-huh. but but we got we got there, got out of the car, and we're like, you know, it doesn't feel too too bad. And there oh, is that breeze is nice. Yeah, and there was <laughs> and there was a lot of shade. Like we were walking, and we were saying like. I feel like a little sweaty, but I actually feel pretty good. Like the air is blowing, all mm-hmm. is well. I was becoming one with nature. I was like, man, this is where I belong. Yeah, you did <laughs> mention something like that. Yeah, it was nice because it is a really nice, uh, when you get, the further you get into the the uh, trails, the mm-hmm. nicer I think it just is. Yeah. 
but um oh right so we're heading to we were actually trying to get to the devil's backbone because our understanding was that's where like uh that's just where activity may be because there isn't really um pinpointing locations for where these things are right but i had told a friend that we were going to shades and they're like oh shades of death and i said huh yeah and like that's where this all started start sort of started going and she was like the devil's backbone i said what are you even like speaking in tongues (laughs) so i had her explain it and we're like okay we're gonna go to the devil's backbone uh we are it took us like i don't know a good 20 minutes of driving through the park just to find the closest trail to get us to the devil's backbone and we're like cool yeah we found it got there felt all right one with nature little warm not too warm (laughs) um we looked for a minute for the devil's backbone we're like i think it's this way i think it's down this way like maybe we should take this turn uh, I hate to tell, like, I hate to say this, not that the devil's backbone is exactly where it was supposed to be, but that was our goal. Uh-huh. I don't think we technically made it to the devil's backbone, <laughs> no, but I'll no. tell, I'll tell Megan now in this moment, uh, we were at the devil's tailbone, <gasps> the big, where we kept hearing people talking and you would uh, look up that cliff. That was the backbone. No. Exactly. No. We're over here like, where's the devil's backbone? And we're like, maybe we could keep looking. It was up on that cliff. I know. Because it's just a narrow piece of rock. That's why it's called the backbone. And it's like, there's not a lot on either side. Well, that's looking at that picture. I was like, that's when you showed me that it, it like (laughs) solidified for me. Cause I saw, I looked up photos and videos and stuff that we were underneath the, we were at the tailbone basically. Well, fine. Oh, I got as close as I was willing to get. <laughs> yeah, the, like the the rock wall that we were looking at uh, by the little lake thing. Yeah, that was the backbone. Oh, good. I'm so we know, were my the, intuition was yeah. There. We were like kind of there. But I'm thinking telling you, about the amount of sweat on my body. I'm at getting that there. Point. So <laughs> yeah, thinking of getting up to that point now sounds atrocious, and maybe another day when it's not sweltering hot. Yeah, and we brought water and things yeah, like that. Yeah, we didn't bring water. We didn't bring bug spray. We brought all the spooky stuff, and then we're like, I'm kind of thirsty. <laughs> well, in our in my mind, when I was getting ready, I wasn't getting ready for a hike. I was getting ready to ghost hunting. Oh, yeah. The, even Maddie was like in um, athletic clothes and stuff, uh-huh. and she's like, I don't want to wear this. I feel She's like, I can't hunt ghosts and like you know gym I did wear. switch out my crocs for tennis shoes i said oh well we're gonna be in the woods i should put on tennis shoes right so i wore jean shorts and a t-shirt and tennis shoes and no water no snacks and said let's go i wore a black shirt black uh like shorts. heavy shorts black shoes um it's about the aesthetic it was <laughs> miserable le miserable that's i was gonna say that and i decided to not sound like an idiot so thanks oh i did it for you um maddie wore toms so like we all made mistakes she and she was like toms are fine and i'm like you're just saying it out of spite at this point like you were not comfortable dude i took my shirt off and was just walking a tank top i was like i know my bra's out i know like (laughs) i didn't care um when we say that shades of I was Shades of Death. I mean, yeah, Shades of Death, Shade State Park is less busy in the turkey run. That is true. Did we see literal schools of children walking by at one point? <sighs> yes. yes. 
Um, I mean, you can't help how kids react sometimes with, like families with crying children. Keep in mind, at this point, we have made it to the devil's tailbone, tailbone unknowingly. This is a made-up name. Don't go try to find it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're at the base of the backbone. And we're like, we're going to set up camp here. There's a nice little stream. Like, maybe we'll catch the wind, of the, the cool wind <laughs> off of this tiny little creek. You don't realize how close I was taking my socks and shoes off and just, climb, like, walking through that With water. the crawfish? Yes. No. What? It's just crawfish. I eat them. I get... That's what you'll tell them if they come near you. I'm going to eat you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um... So Megan's over here huffing rubber cement. <laughs> Don't what in the say world? That yeah, I loud. am. <laughs> I opened it and was like, <sighs> she's <laughs> she's going through things over here. I am. There's a basket of goodies next to me. Now Yucky. I get to fiddle while you talk. I know. I was playing with rubber bands the whole time. So I guess anyway. Um, right. So we unloaded at this little creek at the, the base of the Devil's Backbone, and we are limited we didn't mess with the video cameras we tried to do emf voice recorder and ghost tube yeah because if we didn't my thought i don't know if you were thinking the same thing but my thought with the cameras is if someone walked by and they're like are you filming me i did not want to have that conversation no i know for some reason i was like is it not allowed to film on the on the trails or like if somebody sees you are they gonna get mad i just didn't want to deal with it i was just worried about other people so we just used those three things and the first uh you know kind of bummer was ghost tube was useless couldn't because there's no service out there because we're out in the woods uh which lovely for getting away and disconnecting not good for trying to talk to ghosts via the internet (laughs) yeah i tried uh ghost tube seer vox like i tried all of the ghost tube line if you will and couldn't get a response from any of that like not even you'll at least get something even if it has nothing to do with nothing and i got i didn't get a single word a peep from no one yeah um but so we still had the voice recorder and the emf reader we were asking your basic questions like Anybody out here? How old are you? How many? What's your name? What's your occupation? Do you know you're dead? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Things like that. Do you know you were murdered How out here? How did you die? Yeah. yeah. Um, at one point, the EMF spiked once or twice, which is interesting being out in the middle of nowhere with no electronic like interference of any sort that I'm aware of. Right. Um, we did stay next to the water one because we were just tired of walking and two i mean we've talked before about how water can be a possible conductor of energy i mean it is a conductor of energy and we think also of spiritual energy mm-hmm. so we're like maybe this will help and i'll tell you now it didn't help <laughs> like most of the recording down there was either i know it's a public it's a state park people are allowed in there but like every so often, like really frequently, a bunch of people walking by, this family coming by with a crying child, some child at the on his way up the devil's backbone throwing rocks down the side of the hill. And I'm like, can you please stop? Yeah. Um. So eventually feeling like it just wasn't going anywhere there. We went ahead and said, OK, we're just going to like keep walking. And I was like, I'm going to record as I walk. <laughs> uh. To see, just still try to give them a chance. 
And, but I did stop at some points because I was like, I'm going to go ahead and stop the recording because there's going to be lots of huffing and puffing right now and y'all don't need that. <laughs> including the stairs the stairs on the way back up holy cow here's the thing when we hit those steps they were going down and my i started laughing and not because i had to go down them i'm like when we come back this is going to be actual torture and she wasn't wrong um literally Man, stood- I'm embarrassed i had to stop at the top because stop. i was seconds from throwing up uh, we stay so we stood at the bottom of the steps for a second and i like i don't know if it was to hype us up or a game plan but i was like okay because it's just me making it maddie i was like all right we're gonna take this at our own pace so whenever you get up there you get up there and they're like okay the first chunk of steps i like powered up i was like because i was like i'll just get through it fast and be done with it the first set of like four things of stairs I got to the top of and thought I was going to throw up and I was like I don't know how to casually tell them I might have to sit down (laughs) so I'm like panicking because I'm like pretty far ahead of you guys I was like like my my mouth is starting to drool I was like oh no yeah um but then I like went at a snail's pace the rest of the time that's okay because Megan tried to make up the difference and then she's like I think I'm gonna throw up (laughs) (laughs) do not say i got to the top and was uh, well of that chunk of stairs and i was like i'm gonna sit down for a second and then just i closed my eyes and was like "Mm," rocking and humming because i'm like it's coming i know it's coming we all had to sit down like when i tell you i was dripping sweat off of like my nose and my sideburns and stuff i was like okay yeah 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 yeah, Uh, it was not fun so i didn't record any and i didn't throw up by the way i i had like a second wind and said let's go ladies and start going up them (laughs) stairs again in the woods <laughs> let's go <laughs> girls <laughs> and then i caught that on the voice recorder no <laughs> um wouldn't that be cool shania anyway <laughs> um i didn't record any of that but then i started recording like the flat walk back and uh you know you got the zippers tinkling on the uh on the backpack <laughs> i don't know how to say it they're just like hitting each other uh crunching leaves kicking rocks heavy breathing that's it Uh uh-huh so um i'm gonna be honest we gave shades a chance this sounds like a very boring story and you would be correct in thinking that it's a very boring story because nothing not a dang thing now here's the thing everybody talks about shades of death and all of these stories and like this place is shades of death Ooh, like it's really spooky people don't like to be out here at night we could have gone at night it would have been cooler i guess but um literally like temperature cooler yes no i know (laughs) that's i meant that a hundred percent i guess it would be kind of cool i don't know yeah um but everybody talks about how spooky it is and this is i think just uh the podcast namesake at its finest this is folklore it's haunted or so they say no like these are all stories based on based on things but with no they're like so surely it must be haunted no i felt so chill out there like i was one with nature i meant it like even when there was no one else around us for a long stretch of time and we were just in the middle of the woods with our thoughts and the sound of the woods at zero point was I uncomfortable. Yeah. Like at no point was I nervous about really anything. I did so many hikers highs. I can't even. 
Oh my gosh, we tried so hard <sighs> to not do the like I said in my brain. I'm sure everybody, a lot of people have seen this video at this point of the people that are like uh, white people on trails or something, Midwesterners on trails, and you're like walking past each other. You do the awkward look up from the ground, make eye contact, and go, and then keep walking. <laughs> um, I did that so many times. Uh, I tried very hard. There was a group of like women or something coming towards us at one point and i think i like very like too uh vibrantly was like hello <laughs> and i was like oh dang but then i said it to like the first woman then the second woman was straggling behind i was like Hi. i was like dang it <laughs> i know there was one point i was in front of you and maddie and i did i looked up and did the hey and then i start punching the air no. i was like i hate this me and you did at the exact same time and it's funny because you were in front of me so you didn't see it because you said hi and i went and i went yeah i started like punching like punching the air i look forward and megan's going shoot, shoot. <laughs> it's so stupid just say hi like just stop 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 doing that stop please well there i think that guy that was leading like an entire class of children was like hello friends (laughs) i said hey (laughs) i didn't say nothing i said he made you uncomfortable (laughs) no i was like too many people (laughs) it was we literally had to step to the side and wait for the train of children to go by children they were like i know they were adults (laughs) honestly they probably made it to the devil's backbone so i'm not gonna say anything but it's fine anyway so i didn't want to like lead too much into it really not a dang thing happened at the park except just an uncomfortable amount of sweat yeah um so instead i was just because this is just stories for the sake of stories there is no basis people just say some things are haunted even when there's absolutely nothing there this is a perfect example so i'm just gonna read just to have something uh this article by stephanie morissette it was actually written in on october 21st of 2021 so not too long ago And it's from the Crawfordsville District Public Library website. So cdbl.lib.in.us. Wow. Yeah, it just rolls off the tongue. It really does. It does. The article reads as such. Boo. Oh, yeah, I know. Have you ever been spooked in the night? (laughs) Unsure of what's in the dark? Do you like the thrill of being scared, but not in a so scary way? Um, Indiana has some natural and not so natural haunted trails and nature preserves. Like apparently lots of them. Oh. Uh, one such location is Indiana. So this is not just covering shades, by the way. This is to prove that, like, this is an article based on, like, just haunted trails in Indiana. And this is coming from Crawfordsville specifically. Ridiculous. No, I know. Uh, one such location is Indiana Dunes National Park. In the early 1900s, the area was mostly wilderness, but fishermen along the lakeshore witnessed seeing ghostly ships in the distance from wreckages past. Cool. Okay. In Morgan Monroe State Forest, there is said to be a haunted trail that weaves through the woods, leading to Step Cemetery, where apparitions have been reported amongst the old gravestones in the long-abandoned cemetery. Additionally, there is a poss- there is a possibly spirited cabin along the trail, too, and even talk of the legendary Bigfoot stalking the forest. We've been there, y'all. Yeah, we went to Step Cemetery. We sure did. Go check. That one has, is a little more exciting than this one. So it is. Go yes. check that out. Uh, Mounds State Park has also been rumored to be haunted by not only spirits of Native Americans who lived in the area around the White River, but also by trolls known in, for- <laughs> known in folklore as Pudwudgies. <laughs> yeah! 
who roam the park property protecting the mounds. Excellent. Uh, the mounds, am I right? Oh. oh. Uh, east of Pagogan, sorry, east of Pagogan State Park is Wing Haven Nature Preserve. This location is said to have eyes in the woods. Once thought that black magic was practiced here, the area feels dark and ominous. Ooh. Uh, the Mississinua Reservoir is known as Hobbit Land to locals, for it is said that little people with small lanterns chase you through the forest on the reservoir grounds. <laughs> uh, this is reminiscent of the Pudwudgies legends of Mound State Park. Uh, the, the Mississinua area was associated with the War of 1812, and many ghosts are said to wander the land here, as well as reported haunts in nearby local caves. <laughs> <laughs> the Grand Kankakee, oh my gosh, the Grand Kankaki Marsh apparently holds apparitions too. Nice. Uh, the, this wildlife viewing area offers splendid scenery, but do not get caught there after dock. Dock? Dark. Arnar. Okay, yes, we have to tell everybody. I'm sure a lot of people have also seen this video. We've done the H2O just to add water, like Arnar, clear, like the condensation. <laughs> the condensation, yeah. Ima. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, apparently if you as an American say the letters R, N, R all together quickly, you get your lovely Australian, a little oh, no. almost more authentic R&R. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and I'm not trying to say it any weird way. You just say R&R and it sounds like... Well, if I say oh no in an Australian accent, I sound ridiculous. But if mm-hmm. I say R&R suddenly it there it is she just popped off the plane from australia or new zealand or who knows where um <laughs> well now where was i uh blah 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 me 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 the what oh don't get caught there after dark uh oh. <laughs> the hours are dawn dawn to dusk gosh darn it the hours are dawn to dusk anyway it says uh, but don't get caught there because supposedly spirits of native americans can be seen peering out from the forest surrounding the caretaker's cabin Orbs and mists creep out of the trees and startle unsuspecting visitors. Mm. Clifty Falls State Park, which I've been there, wow. Um, Well, that's the devil's backbone is on Clifty Creek. Yeah, and Clifty Falls is actually in Madison, Indiana. So remember, all of these things that I'm reading are just in Indiana. Yeah. Just trails in Indiana. Like, we're being very niche here now. Yeah. Anyway... Clifty Falls State Park has reports of disembodied moans coming from the trees along the trail to the waterfalls. I almost made it. Uh, But when investigated, nothing has been found. Perhaps just the moaning of the trees. Perhaps something a little supernatural. Potato Creek State Park. (laughs) We've talked about Potato Creek, haven't we? I don't know. Well, they have crying children. Oh, maybe not. Saddened by numerous drownings in the waters there. Uh, But when the sounds are approached, no one is seen. And at McCormick's Creek State Park in... There mm -hmm, she is. That was the location of a a possible mental asylum. Screams and cries along with footsteps can be heard moving along the hallways. Could you imagine... Okay, here we go. (laughs) We used to attend church camp. Which I am not... You know what? I may not go to church anymore. uh, And... Regardless, I met some friends there. I had good times there. It was wonderful. We would go to church camp at McCormick's Creek. And could you imagine if we knew those ghost stories at the time when we went? And that was around the time when we were doing this stuff. Like, we had started this stuff. Like, right at the beginning. Yeah. I kind of wish we would have. 
anyway, so screams, mental asylums, crying children. Wow. Reports of shadow people and strange lights appearing in the Wabash County State Forest sometimes cause hikers to lose their way. Hikers claim that the trail appears to change before them, leaving them lost and disoriented. Ugh, reminds what? me of a video game I played. Ew. Ori in the Blind Forest. Oh, which I haven't played. I need to play. I'll get there. Uh, Indiana haunts occur across our state, and these mentioned are but a few. Sometimes in nature, it is left to be explained. The natural phenomena, or possibly in these cases, supernatural phenomena, should be left to the native spirits that reside there. And because there is not yet an explanation, we continue to haunt the forests, parks, and trails in the Hoosier heartland. Mm. And then it's got some links to like, I don't know. It looks like, I don't know, books and such and such. Uh, Whatever. I mean, (laughs) books, gross. I mean, it is a library page. That, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. I think it's funny that like there are all these stories, at least some of them have some like, not that Shades doesn't have basis to it. Like, I mean, there are murders and stuff and hazing activities and things that would warrant usual spirits. Yeah. I just don't think that everywhere that there's a crime means that there's a spirit. Yeah. And this is a perfect example that, like, you're safe to go to Shades Park, have your picnic, have your camping trip, go on a hike. You'll be fine. Yep, catch some crawdads. Yeah, there's nothing to rate because literally nothing happened. Just my, I give it a zero for comfort because, like, <laughs> holy crap. It was just so hot. Yes. So hot. Yeah. I mean, okay, I've I've had worse heat before, but it just in my, as I get older, in my old age, <laughs> it was not fun. It wasn't I mean, fun. We hiked a good 3 miles. We yeah, we did. And I mean, it wasn't just flat 3 miles cuz I'm like I do I go on walks all the time or not as of recently because it's been very hot. Yeah. But I would go on walks and we would always do like uh, around 3 miles every time. Yeah. But 3 miles is different walking through the park at in Terre Haute where it's flat. Yeah. And then through Shades Park and the devil's backbone and the turkey's backbone. (laughs) All these backbones. Yeah. Because when I was in the height of like my working out and stuff before COVID wrecked my life. um, Yeah. That was a normal. I would go to Highland Lawn Cemetery. Also investigated that. And yeah, I would hike or I would like jog two or three miles Mm -hmm. at Highland Lawn. Those were the days. Why? Well, anyway. God. <laughs> um, I don't know. I liked Shades as a place, not as a haunted location. Yeah. This is 100% just a story. Yeah. You hear is. these things. Shades of Death is a name that has been around for almost 200 years. Yeah, pushing it. Like, it's not... It just is a thing. Yeah, it got that name because of all the horrible things that have happened in and around it. It doesn't necessarily mean there's spirits there because there's not even there's not even specifics nowhere to go specifically or things to listen for look for what have you it's just a park a nice one yeah but that's it i'd go back i would hike again i would yeah just if i were more (laughs) when it was a little cooler yes if i would have had water i would have felt differently i'll be honest like yeah you're not wrong god i don't know what i was 
we got iced coffee before. What were we thinking? Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. I this is problem. completely unrelated. So usually how at the beginning of the episode we say random things that we thought about and then we start. I should have I couldn't think of what I wanted to when remember before we start yeah, recording, I was yeah. like, I wanted to say something, but I forgot. I remembered now. Yeah, this is creepy. This is creepier than the park. So oh. we all know about uh Jim Jones and the Jonestown yeah. murders. Uh-huh. Drink the Kool-Aid. Lots of people died, and apparently, uh, what was it, 909 people died, I think? Oh, I don't know. Uh, a third of which were children. Oh. That means like 300 children. Uh-huh. Yikes. Um, apparently, in the things you don't think about, this was a little town. It was a little, like, mm-hmm. get, whatever. They functioned like a little town, which means they had, a, obviously, a church because of you God. know yeah well <laughs> yeah. because of jim but yeah. uh with the church comes a choir and uh-huh. apparently there was a jonestown choir uh-huh that they recorded an lp and you can purchase it you can purchase the jonestown choir like vinyl and listen to all these people that are now dead singing did I wonder, did they sing while they were going out? Did they pull a Titanic? Did they pull a Titanic or... Like I'd, playing on the, the bow? Maybe. The I was going to say, or like another show, but I don't want to ruin it for people because I know some people in existence that still haven't finished the show. Oh my God. I it think gave I know me cold chills. Yes, I know Ooh, what you're talking God. about. Ugh. Didn't resolve it. I gotta watch it again now. I do. It was a fever dream, and I need to rewatch it. Yes. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Does isn't it creepy that like Jonestown Choir and they apparently they considered themselves, uh, what what would you call it? Like hymns, but like funk was part of their. <laughs> Pop funk hymns. Hymnals? Oh my god. Uh, and apparently someone listened to it and said it actually was they don't sound that bad. Oh. Like it's they're like it honestly kind of slapped a little bit. <gasps> no. <laughs> and um but no, how eerie is it? I mean, you're already watching TV shows and stuff where the laugh tracks all those people are dead and you have to like, you know, process that. Yeah. But like listening to the choir recordings of the Jonestown choir. Which I'm me- curious, I wanna hear it. I'm going to go ahead and point out the difference of it's different from listening to like Elvis Presley. Yes, Elvis is dead, but, and he died like it was sad, you know, but these are people who like it's their death was so. It was until nine 11. It was the largest, um, mass mass killing by, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, design terrorism oh okay no no no. like it was a it was a planned like purposeful i cannot Mm -hmm. think of the word right now but like it wasn't a random killing like these people planned to kill themselves Mm -hmm. and so yeah and i mean the terror whoever ran to the 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 twin towers towers planned to kill those people and before 9-11 that was the largest Premeditated? Is that the word you're looking no, for? No, I'm going to think of it Say like it when we're done right recording. It. It's going to annoy me. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just the largest like planned out killing. Deliberate. It's deliberate. Okay. <laughs> it's the It was the largest number of deliberate deaths until 9-11 happened. 
Yikes. Scary. Uh, scary stuff. I don't know. It just gave me the, the heebies when gave I heard. Me the it gave me the wheelies. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know why. Apparently, like, the front of the album is them in their choir dress, like the mm-hmm. usual choir dresses that are shapeless and soulless, but oh. in blue. Uh, and then on the back is a picture of Jim. Oh. Uh, and, like, a description of, like, basically his ideology yeah it's weird i wonder who just has one of those i do want to know i want to know i'm not going to buy it but i just want to hear it on a lighter note (laughs) (laughs) Um, we do have some announcements before we wrap up this episode yeah we do we have new patrons wow would you look at that wow listen if you build it they they will will come yeah (laughs) yeah it's um i mean we don't announce it very often because full disclosure and like full transparency we don't have a ton of our circle is small but we're strong yeah and like um i mean we started doing this because it's fun and we like it and like if we ended up being the next i would never want to be the next joe rogan i'd rather die but if we ever ended up getting like to some notable Mm-hmm. status doing this and making money obviously that would be very cool uh we do still use the the patronage and the money that we get oh, for yeah. our trips and stuff it's not just going to a the void yeah um but yeah we appreciate even though there's not a ton of you yeah uh, we our, still appreciate all that we get our two new donors i'll introduce i guess in the order they came in is matt wow mm-hmm. yay matt. wow matt yes a good friend of mine yeah. and has gotten to know kelsey really well at the yes coffee shop. Uh, a frequenter a regular <laughs> at the coffee shop yes and then tony yay, yay. also a good friend of mine yeah. <laughs> less of a regular a sim a uh, seasonal regular i don't know how to explain yeah. it she's also in and out so yeah she doesn't live in town but um when she's in town, she visits. Mm-hmm. So everybody, check out John. Thank Ho- you check guys out that coffee for donating. <laughs> Hopefully, we're bringing you some good quality content, and you can also go back and enjoy our previous content on Patreon. Anything we've ever posted, so all of our EVPs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's some good ones there. Uh, eventually, we will add more to it once we get more evidence that is worth adding. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the episodes and such, the new episodes we're doing. Yes. Yeah. But no, because uh, I know Matt and Tony, you're going to hear this because I hear they come in to uh, update me on every episode that they listen to. Like, I do uh-huh. appreciate, I'm not good with words, and I've probably said it enough in person, but I do appreciate you guys listening yep. and giving us all of this feedback. And uh, yeah, I'm not good at receiving gifts <laughs> or giving what? compliments. I'm not good at much of anything, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, uh, it is appreciated. I just don't know how to say it sometimes. So thank you for interacting with us as much as you do yeah yep and yeah you do get access to our new spinoff series a morbid minute with megan and beyond the closet coffee concoctions (laughs) conspiracy cryptids and comedy with kelsey something something like that that. listen maybe the name will change i thought it was funny i don't know if people think it's funny (laughs) no one has said anything it's coffee concoctions and conversing conspiracies and cryptids with kelsey look i've gotten better at it did you say comedy in there somewhere? And comedy. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Okay, I don't, I don't care know. anymore. I'm tired. I'm old. This episode's done. All right. Well, next week, finally, finally, we're taking y'all to Virginia. Finally. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> been like five weeks in the making. I got to go blow stupid. the dust off those notes. What in the world? 
I do have notes. Yeah. Well, holy cow. Yeah, yep. I'm going to have to like dig through and find them. Time to reread. All right. Ugh. We will see you guys next week. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening. Mixing, editing, and music is by Kelsey Ingram. Our cover art is done by both of us. Visit our website at orsotheysaypod.com. You can find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok all at orsotheysaypod. If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash orsotheysaypod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've captured during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can find or so they say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We and the algorithms will thank you for it. See See you next week. week.